Hello friends and welcome to Kosher Style Stories by Barbara Hannah Austin. If you love a good story, you're in for a treat. So sit back and relax and listen to Barbara. So tell us about, tell us a little something about the uh, story that you're going to read now. Sure. My grandfather took his whole family, his four adult children and their children and their spouses, of course, every year to Saratoga Springs. And it was Passover and Easter were together. And the racetrack was not far from the hotel. The It was one orthodox kosher hotel called Hotel Brooklyn, interestingly enough, not that it had anything to do with Brooklyn. So every year, the whole family schlepped to Saratoga Springs. And the reason he did that is because he thought the waters, the special waters in Saratoga Springs mm. that come up from the earth would be good for him. He, no one knew what was wrong with him, that, but we knew something was not right. Mm-hmm. He had, at the time, undiagnosed diabetes, mm. but he didn't know and the doctors didn't know. So it's called Hotel Brooklyn, a kosher resort. Sprinkled on the butter was what looked like confection sugar, but I knew it couldn't be. It wasn't like any herb or spice from home economics class that I knew of. Still, the white flecks on the yellow spread did embellish the small frozen squares for spreading on our unleavened bread for the Passover. What was it, I wondered, and did it change the taste? These were the questions that needed answers. At 12 years old, anything to do with cooking or its preparation therein, I would be happily skipping on my yellow brick road to bliss. On this particular never-to-be-forgotten Passover, we were again celebrating the exodus of the Jewish people from Egypt in Saratoga Springs, New York. I would find out many years later that the healing waters of its mineral springs was Zayda's yet undiagnosed diabetes and his reason for taking the family four children and their children and spouses. This was the resort for Orthodox Jews that we stayed in, Hotel Brooklyn. Oh, I'll never forget that one. Breakfast not yet served, I scouted the hotel dining room and found a mystery. Why, I wondered, did our little butter squares have this embellishment? I checked all the tables, and all the butter squares on all the other tables did not have an embellishment of any kind. Something was not right at the kosher establishment. Sherlock Holmes, so famous at our house, was now embodied in me. I might be the only one who even knew something was up. I would keep my eyes wide open. Three bells called the 8 a.m. meal, and like wolves to the kill, guests rushed in for breakfast. Our family's table was always number four. Rhoda, my baby sister, smiled happily and sucked her thumb but oddly had a taste for butter. She ate it like candy to my repugnance. Very soon, I knew that being on guard was prudent because as soon as she saw the plate with her favorite snack, she reached across, but to her surprise was met with a hair-triggered no from me. Startled as I had ever seen her, she cried hysterically. She would soon be comforted by her thumb, so I didn't worry. The air in the room was thick somehow, and I began to tremble when, in the next second, Aunt Alice stood up to stutter. I, I, I look, look, look up as sand and small particles of the ceiling fell 
With her little ones tucked under each arm, she all but flew into the street. The entire family followed at her heels. The dining room was emptied in a heartbeat. Zayda and I stood outside by a window far enough for safety yet close enough to watch, in the next few minutes, chunks of plaster and billowing puffs of dust dropped on the table we just seconds ago had gotten up from. It was now heaped with debris. Frightened men and women and children rushed and stumbled out a lot faster than when they arrived. The sound of the ceiling ripped through the early morning and erupted into horrifying thunder. In 10 or 15 minutes, the only thing left was noise. Then it too was gone. Silence felt the air scarier and more unnerving than the horrific chaos earlier. The mystery of the butter solved, but in a never-to-be-forgotten and god-awful way. Zayda kissed the top of my head with, You are my smart granddaughter, took my hand, and we strolled down to the lawn and sat on a swing under a canopy. It was called a double glider. Ladies and gentlemen, breakfast will be served on the back lawn, Mr. Zomnikal, the hotel manager said in his English-Yiddish-Russian accent. He announced it into the loudspeaker system. A smoked salmon omelet was just one of the delicacies that arrived at the late morning meal. There were some who even had room for a bite of Mrs. Schick's fragrant cinnamony apple strudel. Mrs. Schickser was the chef, the cook as we called her then. I had room. I was one of them. How could one not love the cook who smelt like baking and promised to give me a bunch of kosher recipes for Passover? Through the day, guests guardedly peered into the roped-off breakfast room. Piles of rubble were haphazardly thrown everywhere. On table four, now collapsed, was seated, not unlike a humongous marshmallow on a Dr. Seuss cake, was an American standard white porcelain toilet. Above was a big hole. A sign dangled from a rope with one word printed on each side. It was danger in both English and Yiddish. It took the rest of Passover to fix the problem. The lobby was now the dining room, and although no one seemed to mind, everyone was given a $50 bill for having gone through the problem. The rumor was that Zominical, the owner, won money at the races. It was never confirmed. Many Europeans, by the way, were called by their last name. They were called by their last name even by their wives. Mr. and Mrs. Gutenberg from the room above the disaster signed out. Only a few days earlier, Bessie Gutenberg had plunked her amply padded self on a porch bench and crushed it to sawdust. Was it the same sufficiently padded bottom that had used an American standard porcelain toilet as a chair to urge it through the floor and out the ceiling below? This scenario was not even a stretch for guests at Hotel Brooklyn. Cousin Renee and I laughed so much we thought our resulting hiccups would never stop. Later that month, at home, back in Brooklyn, Barbara's father, as he is wont to do, read aloud from the Brooklyn Daily Mirror. Listen! An electrical storm has hit the world-famous horse racing result of Saratoga Springs, New York. The only damage the town has reported is the emancipation of the letter E from the marquee of our oldest establishment. The sign now reads, Hot El Brooklyn, a kosher resort. Kosher Style Stories are written and read by Barbara Hannah Austin, with episodes produced and edited by me, E.L. Richards. 
for Fat Femme Media in association with Big Shtick Productions. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you're listening to this right now. You can also help others find kosher style stories by giving us five stars and leaving a detailed review. We promise to read all of your comments. Thanks for listening.